Hey, I'm Ashley Kanai, and I'm Megan Jackson. Welcome to Messy Masterpieces, where the houses are messy, and so are our lives, but we're still his masterpieces and works in progress. All right, happy Wednesday, everybody. We're back. We didn't miss him. We went on a hiatus. (laughs) Something like that. Megan went to Disney and then got sick, so... She had a short hospital stay, but we're good. Mm. I'm glad you're feeling better. I am. I am. I've got some new medicine. I'm feeling good now. Yeah. You got some medicine I can have. I can use a pill or two. You don't want this. <laughs> oh, sister. Yeah. It's been a oh, interesting time. A very interesting time. But no. we made it. It's good. We made it. It's good. Um I feel like I hadn't like talked to you. Like I'm well, I guess I hadn't, but like I gotta catch up. I know. You well, know? we we went to Disney. Um, we left Friday before the voting weekend or whatever and stayed gone Saturday, Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday. Saturday and Sunday, we got on every ride within 20 minutes. It was so nice. Monday hit and it was like boom, influx of people. And so um and I just started feeling really bad and it was hot. And we waited 90 minutes in line for some Star Wars thing in Hollywood studio. And I had probably had enough by that point. So then it rained on us all day in the animal kingdom on Tuesday. So we came home. It was time. So it was not the best Disney experience, but it was fun. And, you know, it was the hubs's first Disney experience. So that was neat. Yeah. I mean, Disney's fun. I just, I'm not, to me, it's like, it's not a, vacation like people that were like we're going on vacation to disney i'm like no that's not a vacation but you know no, it's not it, rest it's not rest it's not a it's not to me it's not a it's not a vacation it's a trip and it's fun but like i i've seen it i've done it i've got the t-shirt i don't, I don't need to go back i'm good yeah now i'd go back when it was dead like in february i would do that i'm yeah. never doing a busy we, season again we went we went like it's probably been like what eight or nine years ago I guess when we went last the last time that I went and we went the week of Thanksgiving which was really cool but because we got to like have Thanksgiving meal like at the resort you know and all that kind of stuff so that was kind of neat but eh, I'm good I don't I don't I don't I'm he was more excited about his first bookies experience on the way home because there's one right outside Orlando a what yeah oh Bucky's oh I was like so (laughs) This time Zeb got a Bucky suit and Grayson got a bigger size Bucky suit. So now I got a house full of beavers again. So, and I got Carson one that's a Bucky's in a Santa suit. So it's beaver teeth with the Santa hat. So, you know. I love it. Great. Can't make this stuff They're up. 20 bucks. 20 bucks and it's a full zip up onesie. Yeah. So. I'll let, you, I'll let you have the beaver suits. Yeah, we'll have the beaver suits. I did not buy one. Mm-mm. I bought oh, a, please, I bought please buy, next time you go buy one and then just get on the get on the podcast with the beaver suit that would be great i, I would i would be done and you wouldn't stop laughing long enough to record with me i'm not doing it i could wear zabs it fits me but i'm not doing it oh gosh i'm trying to think what's happened like since because we did since we didn't get to record last week i did have a couple of people messaging me like where are you at why why where's your show at where's your show and i'm like well i, I don't know yet we're, we're getting there so it's okay so we're back but I mean, I got my car back. 
So that's good. Mm-hmm. Um, only $9,200 later, but we got it back. Couldn't you yeah. just buy a new car? I mean, uh, no. Okay. So, I mean, yeah. We Well, that is like the cumulative total since July. Oh, um, well, so I, harsh, I only so. say I only paid fifty two hundred dollars this past time to get it back, but it is what it is, you know. I just I, I'm gonna anoint that thing with some oil, pray over it, you know. It, it's it's gotta last me. It's gotta it's gotta keep going. I, I'm gonna bless it. I, I ain't gonna talk bad about it no more. I'm good. I'm, I'm gonna just talk good about it from now on. Well, when a vehicle's I, paid for, you feel. You kind of feel obligated to keep, you kind of feel obligated to keep, you know, um, put the money into it to get it fixed. So I was like, well, I'm just, my husband was like, we're just going to suck it up and we're going to pay to get it fixed because you would pay in monthly payments, $10,000 very, or $5,000 very quickly. So I was like, yeah, you got a point Mm -hmm. if you're paying a six, $700 a month car payment, you know, because that's about what they are now. So, oh, well, not happy about it. Do we have any messages? I'm, ta- I'm like getting undressed on this podcast with my hair. Da- I'm taking my hair down. I'm taking my earrings off. I can't. Um, it's been a long. It's been a long day. But today, it's been a oh, long. It's been a long week. I'm trying to think if I have any. I don't have any. Like, well, I mean, my whole life is a mess. Okay, here's one for you. Okay, so I had this beautiful vision of how my outdoor Christmas sessions were going to go, and I was so excited because my neighbor like literal right next door neighbor has a glass greenhouse. And I was like, oh, I'm going to put my shears coming down the sides and I'm going to have my silver velvet couch and my crystal chandelier and my white flock trees. And it's going to be so beautiful, except Megan didn't think about the fact that the neighbors put the greenhouse on freshly turned soil because they had it graded. And so it poured Thursday, you know, of last week or Friday was it Friday poured Friday well Saturday morning I'm like I'm gonna go set up I'm gonna cancel Saturday sessions because I know it's a mud hole and the greenhouse was Ugh. um yeah my golden gooses I got for Christmas I mean for my birthday or mm, yeah I've got to take the toothbrush to them they are muddy um I don't think I'll ever be able to use up there it's so muddy around that greenhouse so yuck my mom and dad come to the rescue because hubby is asleep because he's working night shift and we are knee deep in mud. We are figuring out how to hang shears in a chandelier by a piece of wood out of the tree in the yard. We've got the neighbors are down there. They're trying to help us problem solve. Like, how are we going to do this? It took us six hours to get everything set up for my sessions. So if I take your pictures, please understand that I do not take this lightly. <laughs> it is. A chaotic nightmare for me always. I always love the outcome, but the stress yeah. of getting it ready is the pre- the preparation yeah. is is worth it when you have the picture. So yes, you know, and the yeah. chandelier and people will appreciate it. Oh, the chandelier with that silver couch is a dream, and the shears are hanging down the sides, and I have white flock trees, but it is not inside a greenhouse. It is in my backyard, and it turned out beautifully. But the stress that it brought with it, oh, sister, it was messy. Like, literally messy, like mud up to my knees, messy. That would have been fun. That could have, that would have made some good pictures. You know, like if you were going for kind of a redneck vibe. Yeah. That would have worked. Yeah. So, and my friend Aaron, 
shout out to Aaron who went to big lots at like nine 30 that night, because I bought a flocked tree off of marketplace and it wasn't what I thought it was. So she went and picked me one up from big lots that night because I was so exhausted. It was just a mess, but it's good. It's all done now. So yay. Well, good. And I can't wait to see some pics when they yeah, post a few. come back. Yay. Mm. Yeah. Uh, I, I've been, I've been pretty cool. We, I did go to the Southern Living Christmas show. I did that Monday. I took the day off. Usually Monday's my day off anyway, but I took the day off and went to the Southern Living Christmas show and it wasn't messy other than I, I did have one little messy moment where um, this lady was trying to like cut it in line on me, you know, and I didn't lose my Jesus on her, but she see people, we waited in line to get in this place like an hour and a half. So that was already enough. Like, you know, you're already, you're already done at that point. Well, then we get like where we, we kind of make a, like a couple of detours and find a way to go around. And we're like, okay, this is not going to take as long. Well, these little people try to be smart and they were trying to like cut around us and then go up and do like a U-turn and come back in on the opposite side. Well, there's about five or six cars that did that. Truck in front of me was nice. They was probably Christian folks. They let, they let them somebody go in in front of them. Well, Karen and her minivan with the handicap sticker. I didn't feel sorry for her. She tried to scoot in in front of me, and I wasn't having it. So I cut her off. She gets mad at me. She's screaming at me. She, I'm, I think she probably said some very ugly words about me. And I got tinted windows, so you can't see in my car. So she couldn't see me. And I just proceeded to go right in front of her, and she almost hit me because literally just got car. She's trying to hit me and put it back in the shop. But yeah, so guy behind her was trying to go around her because she blocked the lane of traffic by doing that. He's beeping the horn. It was crazy, but I was nice. I just was not letting her in front of me because I'd sat in line too long and I needed to get up inside. So did you buy anything? I bought probably more than I should, but yeah, I was, I mean, I've been before the people that I went with had not been before. So they kind of were like, you know, they were over, you know, they, they had never seen nothing. So they didn't really have anything to compare it to, but, um, but yeah, I mean, I thought it's been better in past years. They didn't have a whole lot of like home decor, you know, they usually have like a lot of like Mm -hmm. Christmas decorations and that kind of stuff. They didn't have that. It was a lot of boutique clothes and yeah, just, I mean, I don't know. It was a lot of like clothing. There's probably more clothing this year than I've ever seen before. Um, yeah. I mean, it was good. I enjoyed it. I had a great time. It was nice to go and I was exhausted. Like I'm still recovering from it because it was a long day, but it was fun. It was fun. Yeah. But I got some cute stuff. I got some ornaments. I got one Christmas gift from my husband that I hope he likes that I thought was pretty good. But other than that, and I bought lots of clothes for me. Is that bad? <laughs> I never shopped for myself. So I was judge. like, huh? Who am I to judge? I mean, I, I've got somebody. I, mean, I just never shop for myself. Home. I never shop for myself, so I was like, "I'm gonna go and like see what they got up here." And usually, it's like you know, you see something there, and you're like, "Well, I'm probably not gonna find it anywhere else." So I might as well just go ahead and pay it and buy it here. And everything's a little bit more pricey there, but you know, eh. I bought some shirts and 
That's it. They had a lot of clay earrings. Like clay earrings are apparently like the new thing now. So every booth had clay earrings, but I didn't buy any earrings, but I did buy some shirts. And I bought this really colorful jacket that screams Ashley. It looks great. It's like every color in the rainbow. It's like Ashley's coat of many colors. It looks like Dolly Parton or Joseph, whoever you want it to be. You can be Dolly or you can be Joseph. Or you can but, be Ashley. Or you can be Ashley. It's it's great. I I should have worn it tonight, and you would have been like wowzers. She's a little she's a little bright. She's a little colorful. She's a little colorful tonight at uh, nine thirty at night. But yeah. So what are we talking about this week? What are we talking about? Well, you know, after my story of when we were talking about friendship, about being face down on that rug and my friend interceding in prayer for me, I just had this, like, I want to talk about when God says no, because those prayers I was praying on that rug, he forcefully said no to. Mm -hmm. And I've never, I mean, you know, there was a no when I was begging for the life of my child. And I know that was part of his plan. Um, and there was a no this time. And I think that to me, you know, that is a topic that just hits really close to home for me because I have prayed and he has told me no. And right. I'm seeing the fruits of that in my life. It's not that those no's have made, they have made me a different person, but they've made me a different person who goes from dear God, you know, thank you for my family. Thank you for this to daddy. Just hold me. You know, yeah. it changes the way we view him. It, it says, just let me be near you. Let me nuzzle my face into your neck. Let me, let my tears run down your shoulder. You know, it, it, it changes our relationship with Christ when he gives us a no and we begin to understand why. Right. Um, and when we fully lean on him during the time he's telling us no. Um, well, and, and two, when you when you mentioned this to me, when we were kind of like, you know, talking about it and everything and you said, oh, well, let's talk about this. I was thinking, well, it, it, initially in my brain, it went, well, does God ever really tell us no? Like, do, or does he kind of say like this is just me thinking, you know, and processing through all this. I'm like, does he really ever tell us a hard no? Or is it just hold tight? I got something better for you. If you'll just be patient, you know, and, and that is a no, you know, if it's something we're asking for, but like, and, and it doesn't pan out the way we want it, but I think we can't see that God has something better for us. So we take offense to it and we go, gosh, you know, I didn't get what I wanted or I did. I don't understand why I'm not able to have this or have that. And, and really God has got something so much better for us on the other side of that. No. And, and we just, a lot of times we miss that, you know, we don't, we don't see that because we're so focused on the answer and not the provision that lies on the other side of it. Well, my second, the second time I prayed for something and he told me, no, wasn't something for myself. So I don't, I don't necessarily think, I mean, I know his answer was that he did have something better for me, but it wasn't a prayer right. praying for myself. It was the, for the salvation of someone else. And, yeah. um, you know, I, I, as I was looking into this and thinking about, you know, 
is there a time when God told somebody? No, there are. I mean, think yeah. of Habakkuk. I mean, please save my people. Please turn them from their wicked ways. Please, you know, please help them. And God literally right. had a hard no. And they wound up in Babylon where things were worse. That's right. You know, so so there are times when God just gives that hard no. And back to Job, you know, Job prayed for his situation to be resolved. Now mm-hmm. in Job's situation, it was the not yet, you know, right. it was the just wait, just the not yet. Mm-hmm. But in Habakkuk's situation, it was a hard no. That's right. And, and, and But eventually, you know, yeah, they would be taken into captivity, but you know, and it took a long time, but he would, rest- he did restore them. He would restore yeah. them, but it took time, you know? And I think sometimes we don't like that waiting in between and in the unknown and mm-hmm after that no because there's always a waiting for us to see because I think sometimes God's told me no in in situations and and I would question and go you know why 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 can't it be this way because I know this is probably what you want or this is the right way God and he's like well no may you know and he's like no it's not Ashley no Mm-hmm. because oh, you can't see the other side. And then you look back five years later and you go, he told me a no in that situation because he knew when I did and five years later that this was going to happen and he need, and you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, you can't see it in the moment. And I think sometimes that's the hardest thing is sometimes that no doesn't come to fruition until a, many, many years later. And even with the situation of your child, you know, losing a baby, like I can't even begin to fathom that situation, you know, but look at the people that have been blessed through that ministry that you have, you know, that you would probably never have started or done or even thought about had you not been in that situation and lost and lost Isaac. You're completely right. And the the thing there is too, is that my I think my gift from that has been that at the time I was like, I felt alone. Like I was the only mother who'd ever lost a child. But when you're so public about your feelings and about what you're going through, it's almost like a community of people who had been through the same thing just came out of the woodworks. And I have, I have tons of friends now who have lost children around the same age as Isaac. I, you know, still talk to a few of them that were in the hospital when we were, you know, I still keep in contact with some of his doctors and nurses. There are things that will never be forgotten and will only get sweeter as time goes on from that time period. And I know that people think I'm crazy for saying that there were parts of that that were sweet. But anytime God puts people in your path who also serve him and who love him, um, it is sweet. Mm-hmm. And, and, it, and I think too, we, like you said, you know, you didn't know, you thought you were alone. It's kind of like when you buy a car, you never seen that car that you bought till you buy one. And then you go down the road and you're like, oh, there's that car. Oh, there's my car. There's my, you notice things, you know, because you're, you're in that car, you see other cars like yours now. Well, right. it's the same thing with, with God. You know, when we walk through situations, I think it's so important 
That's why it's so important, I think. And I love that we have this podcast that we can do this is sharing our stories because a lot of times we don't realize that people, other women walk through the same things that we walked through. They just don't want to talk about it. They don't want to talk about their struggles. They don't want to talk about their mess. They don't want to talk about things that they've, they've went through in life because they feel like, well, nobody else has went through that. I mean, when I went through a divorce, when being a pastor's wife, you know, I was thinking I'm the only preacher's wife that's ever had to deal with go, you know, we're the only preacher and preacher's wife that's ever went through a divorce. You know, this is crazy. You know, this shouldn't happen, you know, because we're, we're supposed to be serving God and here we are sitting in divorce court and Mm -hmm. you go, no, that's not true. There's a lot of other people in your same situations that's been in the ministry and went through a divorce. You're not the only, you're not the first and you're not the last, Ashley. You know, there's going to be more. We live in a fallen world. So um, I think it's when we learn that everybody has went through things, maybe not the same, but similar circumstances. It's so easier to see that maybe God told them no in a situation as well. And, you know, because I'm sure your prayer was to save my child, you know, Lord, please, you know, but that wasn't his will. But I mean, I think it comes to a point where we have to, we have to understand that, you know, his will supersedes what we want sometimes. And that's hard. That's very hard when his will doesn't match our wants. And, you know, the, and every well-meaning person, you know, and it's never a, it, God did not need my child back. That's right. It was part of his will for my life Mm -hmm. and encouraged me in ways I never thought imaginable to serve him. And I remember pretty much knowing that Saturday night when I decided to have him unhooked from all his machines that I was at peace with God's no. Mm-hmm. I was, I was to the point that I just literally wanted to hold him with no wires and to give him a regular baby bath and make him smell like lavender and do all the things a mama does for her child unencumbered. Mm-hmm. And sometimes when we're told no, the making peace with that is the most beautiful part. That's right. And embracing it and embracing the no is hard. You know, and I I can't speak from a child, but I've lost a sibling, my brother. And, you know, and I can remember when that I I wouldn't even look, I literally stood and looked out the window and at, we were at the uh, Charleston at MUSC and I'm looking out the window at these people that are playing tennis across the road um, from the hospital. You know, they had no clue what we were going on. This was, I'm three or four stories up in a hospital, like conference room and these doctors are coming in and they're like well there's nothing we can do for him his kidneys are failing you know he he he's dead machines are keeping him alive we take him off blood pressure medicine he's gone you know and I couldn't even look at the I don't even know what the doctors look like I have no clue my you know my sister-in-law my mom and they're all sitting around the table listening to this you know and and I'm thinking really Lord really he has three kids you know a young they they're a young family you know three kids why are you doing this? You know, and I'm sure she, that's not the life she had planned, you know? And, 
But I look back now and I go, you know, my sister-in-law did a fantastic job raising them. I mean, she amazing, you know, and I, I know God took care and worked out all the details in all of her situation. And I can't speak for her situation, but I can speak for mine and I can go, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't have the job that I have now if he hadn't passed away. And then people are like, you're crazy. You know, people will be like, oh, that's kind of crazy to say that. But I started painting after he died. That was kind of like why I started painting was just, I've always drawn or kind of loved to draw or whatever, but that was something I took up and just said, oh, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to just start painting to kind of cope. It was just a, just something I took up and it turned into a job that, you know, and I look back now and I go, wow, the people that I've met that have been such a blessing to me and my family, I would have never met had I not lost my brother. And so you don't see that when you think, yeah, you're sitting in the hospital and you're praying, oh gosh, Lord, you know, save him, let him come out of this, let him be okay. And, you know, and I mean, my, and, and my sister-in-law has a, a guy, uh, she's engaged and has, he, he's awesome. He's great. He's great to her kids or my brother's and you know, their kids. He's great for her. And I sit and go, you know, she's met someone that's wonderful for her, you know, and great for her kids. And th- that's, that's God taking care of her also, you know, so you sit and I'm like, got snot running everywhere, but yeah, me too. I'm just like, just wiping on the inside of your shirt you don't see that in the moment and this has been over 10 years 10 Mm -hmm. years later you know you don't see it in that moment when you're standing in that hospital room looking at these people playing tennis across the street going why y'all over there playing tennis my brother's dying they don't have a clue but you know that's just a memory that sticks in my head but I look back now and I go God was working out all the details then and, you know, for, for something that has been such a blessing to me that I would have missed out on, mm-hmm. you know, had he not passed away and there, and there's other things too, but that, that just sticks out in my mind and in my life, because it, it my, my job has been a very, it's been a blessing to me and it, and it has, it's, you know, it's paid my bills and it's t- taken care of my family and it's done things for me that I would have never been able to do otherwise. Cause I was a stay at home mom. So, um, Yeah. So, yeah, we, you know, that no was hard, but, you know, it, I think we, we, for, we miss the, in the no that we have to, and we just talked about this tonight at church about thanking him because that our praise is so much, is so much better than anything we can, we do. And we just thank him and we praise him. It is. Even and in I'm the no. To, yeah. And I'm to the point now where both of the hard no's that he has given me in my life you know, just the, it, and one of them may be a not now. I don't, I don't know. I, I can't predict right. someone's salvation or when they meet Christ. Um, but I can see his intentions for my life now that I'm so far out from some of the no. Right. Mm-hmm. Now I'm beginning to see, and my goodness, I mean, think about, think about my photography focus. All I ever wanted to do was hold and snuggle babies. You know, that's, I built a whole room just to hold and snuggle babies and take their pictures. You know, that's, that's my favorite. And I think it's because I want those mom and daddies to have those sweet memories. Right. That's right. 
Yeah. Did you do that before, um, before Isaac? Were you taking, was you taking pictures before Isaac or no? I was not. I was using Sears um, and I used Sears for Isaac and for Carson. Um, and when Carson was one and a half, um, I just took up an interest and then started taking newborn safety classes and just kind of grew from there. Um, so, you know, Stacy Williams? Yes. Okay. Well, her mother was a local newborn photographer and was moving and kind this of. Is Stacey, have... This is Stacy. This is Stacy. This married to Craig, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. 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 Wait, Craig's so my cousin. Her mom was a local newborn photographer when she lived in Carol Mahaffey's old house in McDonald Farms. And gotcha. um, so she didn't want to start over. Um, I had just started taking pictures. I might've been doing it for like two years. And Stacy called me and said, Megan, I really think you need to do this. Mom wouldn't charge you much. I think you need to buy her stuff. And I was like, oh, I don't know that I want to take pictures of newborns because I think my heart was still just so like, I was to the point where I was just now getting around like my friends who had babies. Yeah. I mean, Carson was my child and I had gotten him to the point where he was like three, but yeah. I still was just very raw. Um, and, uh, so I was like, no, I don't want to do it. And I didn't, we had a man cave at the time and there was nowhere for a studio. And I prayed on it for two days and Stacy was very encouraging and God would not let me tell her no would not. So I said, okay, bring this stuff. I'll think about it. You know, her mom didn't want much. So I was like, if I don't do it, it's no big deal. Um, and I literally just felt that tug on my heart, like nothing else. And I have not looked back since. And that was 10 years ago. That's awesome. We're just name dropping all kinds of people tonight. Shout out Stacy. She listens because because every now and then I post about how grateful I am. Yeah, she, um, she, uh, she's my neighbor on the other side of the road. So, and she's also married to my cousin, but yeah, she's sweet. She's very sweet. But I'm grateful (laughs) forever. Be grateful. That's cool. cool. I did not know that story. So that's that's the direction I needed to go that I wanted to say no to and God wouldn't allow the no. Um, and it's brought me more joy than I could ever. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, and, and like you, and you're so good at it. Like you do such a good job capturing newborns, like that's your niche that, you know, and it's crazy when you sit and go, when, and, and it would almost be crazy to the world that somebody's seen that and they go, how can you take pictures of your, of other people's babies, you know, when you lost yours, but that's how God is. That's how God works. He will, he will just make beauty from ashes and, and you can sit there and you can go, I I take joy in something that literally brought me so much pain. You know what I'm saying? I don't don't mean to make you cry, but like, you know what I'm saying? Like, but that is so true. That's how God works. He will take you and put you in a position to do something for somebody else that maybe you didn't have for yourself. You know what I'm saying? So that, that was sort of pretty much it. I mean, Sears was snap, snap done. And I was a little disappointed in both of my boys' pictures, but it's what you did then. Um, right, yeah. So by the time Grayson came along, I popped him in the studio and I did all the beautiful photos that I wanted of him. And I was so grateful that I knew how and knew what I was doing. But I think a lot of me, 
because I pray before each newborn comes into my studio that I pray over their lives and who they'll become and just pray that they grow up to be an adult who serves and serve and love him, you know, that, um, I think I just give them a little piece of the love I have for Isaac, you know, that's right. And so God's no turned into something so beautiful in my own life. Um, and I never doubt when he says no anymore now that it's happened a couple of times, but, um, I think a lot of times when we're only told once or twice in our lifetime, no, by God, it, it sometimes hits us different when we grow a garden of bitterness and that should never be the case. It should just be a garden of trust, a garden of, of hope, a garden of he he has better for me down the road. And it doesn't always quickly. No, it doesn't. There was, there was many years between losing my child and seeing the reasoning come into fruition. Um, Years and years but they were not bitter years right. you know, because before Isaac died, I was to the point of just leaning on daddy, you know, just, just begging for his embrace. Yep. And I think that, that when, when you get in, it's kind of like as a parent, you know, when you, when you tell your kids no for a reason, sometimes, you know, my kids, my kids give me a hard time. Sometimes they'll be like, you're strict, you're strict, you're strict. And I'm like, no, don't look at it as as being strict. Look at it as protection. And I think sometimes God says no for our protection. He he says it for our protection to protect us from something else down the road, you know, or to and also like you said just to to give us a a purpose and a and a enjoy later too. But, you know, it's I think sometimes when we tell our kids no, we our kids don't like it but then later on they go man I'm glad my mama told me no on that I'm glad my daddy told me no on that because it protected me from a lot of things that I would have would have went through had I and you know and my mama's told me no sometimes when I was younger and I went did the complete op and did what she told me not to and then you pay the consequences for it you know so um but I think that's so important to remember too that we have to look at it as God's protection too sometimes that he's protecting us from something sometimes when we when we hear the word no or maybe that we don't actually hear that kind of like audible no or or that feeling in our spirit but things don't work out maybe the way we hope they would because sometimes God's will and our wants again like I said don't line up and and that hurts I wrote in my blog and I could, I could tell it all day long because I have a wonderful therapist. I see her like once every two months now, but um, her name's Donna Ward and she is a Jesus lover. And um, she told me one time, you know, we were talking and she said, Megan, I just see, she's like, what if it's not God telling, you no? what if it's God saying, okay, Megan, I'm sticking you under my wing over here and I'm taking my other arm and swapping everything else away because you've had enough. She's like, not a no, it's here I am. I'm putting you in this bubble and I'm swapping everything else away with my arm. And she said, literally, when I think about you, that's what I envision because you have had enough. She's like, I want you to pray for your own healing she said, God has your kids. 
God knows where your life is headed. She said, it's time to worry about you and pray for your own healing and for your heart and accept that life is not always roses. And I was like, well, yeah, I obviously know that now. Um, but she literally like explained God's no in that way is that he had me protected under one arm while swiping everything else away with the other that could harm. And that's, and that's scriptural. Scripture says that he will cover us with his feathers and hide us under his wings, you know? So that, that, that's scriptural that he does that. He, he's like a, I'm a little goose or a mama duck that just, Mm I don't know if you've ever seen the picture of the mama duck that just kind of pushes them all underneath her feathers and keeps them all warm and safe. That's what I envision is just God just kind of pushing us in and tucking us underneath all of his feathers and and his wings Uh and holding us. He keeps his children safe, but he flogs everybody else. (laughs) I got flogged at the farm when I was taking pictures. Sometimes we need flogging, you know, I mean, you know, sometimes it happens, you know, sometimes, you know, he, he's, he's God, he's just, but he, he loves us, but he's also just, you know, so but I, I think to end on a note of just the fact that, you know, no matter what, if we just thank him and praise him, then that that's all and, and glorify him for who he is because he's God, no matter whether his answers yes, no, maybe later. Um, let me l- l- let me marinate on it for a while. You know, whatever it may be, he's still God, and he has a right to do. I can remember saying to to somebody when we were driving to Charleston when my brother was in the hospital, and you know, I was like, you know what? I was like, no matter what happens to my brother, God's still God. You know, God, he, God has every right to do what he wants when he wants at any point in time because he's God. And, and to me, that's reassuring. Some people are like, well, that sounds very harsh. You know, that's not a God I want to serve, but that's the God I want to serve. That is the God I want to serve. It is the God we serve. And we also, because I want to, who knows the end outcome? Who wrote it before we walked this earth? That's right. So if, if we're not trusting, do we fully know him? That's right. And we have to trust at all costs. And, you know, no matter whether we're, you know, on the mount and, you know, like I I just, or we're in the belly of the whale in the dark, you know, we just have to just praise him and thank him and go, there is a reason for what I'm walking through. Even though I don't understand it, there's a reason why I'm walking through this situation or this circumstance and whatever your answer is, Lord, it's for my good. It That's is. it. It's for it my is. good. It if I serve good. you and I love you and I'm walking according to your purpose and your, you know, it's for my good. It is. So, yeah. Well, now that we're good and snotty, I'm all snotty now. I was already my nose was running because it's cold at church, so I'm all snotty. But yeah. all right, so yeah, we will be back next week. Yeah, we will. Yes. Well, topics marinating. 